Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Shaws. Today we have part four of the story of Pretty Goldilocks, and the Princess Goldilocks has sent our Charming on a quest, and he has come back rejoicefully successful. Yet she still refuses to marry his master, the king, because, well, there is another service for him to do. This is The Story of Pretty Goldilocks, Part 4. There is a prince not far from here whose name is Galifron, who once wanted to marry me, but when I refused he uttered the most terrible threats against me and vowed that he would lay waste to my country. But what could I do? I could not marry a frightful giant as tall as a tower who eats up people as a monkey eats chestnuts. And who talks so loud that anybody who has to listen to him becomes quite deaf? Nevertheless, he does not cease to persecute me and to kill my subjects. So, before I can listen to your proposal, you must kill him and bring me his head. Charming was rather dismayed at this command, but he answered, Very well, princess. I will fight this Galifron. I believe that he will kill me, but at any rate I shall die in your defense. Then the princess was frightened, and said everything she could think of to prevent Charming from going to the giant, but it was of no use. And he went out to arm himself suitably, and then, taking little Frisk with him, he mounted his horse and set out for Galifron's country. Everyone he met told him what a terrible giant Galifron was and that nobody dared to go near him, and the more he heard, the more frightened he grew. Frisk tried to encourage him by saying, While you are fighting the giant, dear master, I will go and bite his heels, and when he stoops down to look at me, you can kill him. Charming praised his little dog's plan, but knew that his help would not do much good. At last, he drew near the giant's castle and saw to his horror that every path that led to it was strewn with bones. Before long, he saw Galifron coming. His head was higher than the tallest trees, and he sang in a terrible voice. Bring out your little boys and girls, pray do not stay to do their curls, for I shall eat so very many I shall not know if they have any. Thereupon Charming sang out as loud as he could to the same tune. Come out and meet the valiant Charming, who finds you not at all alarming. Though he is not very tall, he's big enough to make you fall. The rhymes were not very correct. But you see, he had made them up so quickly that it is a miracle that they were not worse, especially as he was horribly frightened all the time. When Galifron heard these words, he looked all about him and saw a charming standing sword in hand. This put the giant into a terrible rage, and he aimed to blow at Charming with his huge iron club, which certainly would have killed him if it had reached him. But at that instant, a raven perched upon the giant's head and pecking with its strong beak and beating with its great wings, so confused and blinded him that all his blows fell harmlessly upon the air. And Charming, rushing in, gave him several strokes with his sharp sword so that he fell to the ground. Whereupon Charming cut off his head before he knew anything about it, and the raven from a tree close by croaked out, You see, I have not forgotten the good turn you did me in killing the eagle, 
Today I think I have fulfilled my promise of repaying you. Indeed, I owe you more gratitude than you ever owed me, replied Charming. And then he mounted his horse and rode off with Galifron's head. When he reached the city, the people ran after him in crowds, crying, Behold the brave Charming who has killed the giant! And their shouts reached the princess's ear, but she dared not ask what was happening, for fear she would hear that Charming had been killed. But very soon he arrived at the palace with the giant's head, of which she was still terrified, though it could no longer do her any harm. Princess, said Charming, I have killed your enemy. I hope you'll now consent to marry the king, my master. Oh dear, no, said the princess, not until you have brought me some water from the gloomy cavern. Not far from here there is a deep cave, the entrance to which is guarded by two dragons with fiery eyes who will not allow anyone to pass them. When you get into the cavern you will find an immense hole which you must go down, and it is full of toads and snakes. At the bottom of this hole there is another little cave, in which rises the fountain of health and beauty. It is some of this water that I really must have. Everything it touches becomes wonderful. The beautiful things will always remain beautiful, and the ugly things become lovely. If one is young, one never grows old, and if one is old, one becomes young. You see, Charming, I could not leave my kingdom without taking some of it with me. And there it is, the third quest laid forth by Pretty Goldilocks. My goodness, there are a lot of needs here, aren't there? This is Dan Scholes with the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can find us on threads at Folktale Project. You can find us on Instagram, also at Folktale Project. And you can always find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>